Good morning, friends. My name's Mel. I'm an alcoholic. Oops. And I'm sober today. Thank you. So uh, it's wonderful to be here. Um, I was privileged to be here last night and to hear the uh, the opening uh, speakers for this weekend. Uh, one of whom, of course, was Don B, and that that was uh, really good for me because uh, I began my journey of recovery in in a hospital um, some 16 years ago, and uh, Don was running a program at that time. So he's pretty big part of my early and ongoing recovery, so it was lovely to hear him last night. Um, I'm here today to speak about <coughs> the steps, in particular step two. Uh, again, it's, it's interesting how things happen, um, because when I was asked to, to do this, I didn't know, you know what step I'd do, uh, and it just worked out that I'm doing step two. And it's a really big one for me, um, because it it addresses this whole issue of, of um, you know, a power greater than myself. Um, and two things happened when I was uh, about 13 years old. One is uh, I started drinking alcohol, and the other is that um, I started to, to develop this questioning mind. And the combination of the two things over the following 21 years while I was a practicing alcoholic, um, drove me completely insane. Because I had the, I don't know what it was, ego, arrogance, that I was on this quest. I needed to know. I, in fact, I insisted on finding the answer to what is it all about? You know, life. What's the answer? Um, I never found it. <laughs> and, and I still don't know but it's okay today, I don't need to know, uh, because I'm not God. Very important for me to continue to remind myself of this on a daily basis. Um, when I found myself in, in, in hospital uh, detoxing, well, after I detoxed, I can't tell you anything about those first few days, um, this, this uh, step two, this came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I had to have a, a, a think about this because um, by being exposed to a message of hope uh, that I get when I listen to recovering alcoholics share their, share their stories, um, I mean, that was really important for me because it enabled me to identify um, because up until that point, I was never part of anything. I was on my own. And, uh, and this is a, an existential thing, I guess, because, I mean, I had loving family and people who cared about me and stuff, but uh, from a young age, I couldn't wait to get away from them uh, because I was on this great quest. But getting back to meetings and listening to uh, people in recovery sharing... Through that identification, um, I understood that I wasn't the only one, and thank God for that. But more than that, that there was, there was hope, because if you'd come from where I'd come from, and you seem to have found a way to live, 
without having to drink and some of you were actually happy about it, then there was hope for me. Um, but it was going to be dependent on me resigning as master of the universe because that's how I'd operated all those years of madness and drinking and frankly I wasn't up to the job I was finished as a going human concern it was over there was nowhere left for me to 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 run or hide there were no more things left to do there were no more jobs to get or leave or marriages to have or or divorce or states to go to or come back from. I'd done all that. Everywhere I went, I carried the problem with me. The problem was me. I was in pain. And the only way I knew to medicate that pain was with more buckets of booze. So here I am, I'm newly detoxed and What happens now? I mean, I was finished, it was over. But this, this ray of hope, I latched onto it because what I found when it actually got serious, you know, you want to live or die, uh, I found to my surprise that I wanted to live. My problem was I didn't know how to do that. I had no idea. Um, but this miracle happened I was willing to learn I became teachable because up until that time you could talk till you're blue in the face and I'd, I was a really good actor I could pretend like oh, yes. oh that sounds good thank you very much and then I'd go and do it my way and chaos ensued so I knew that if there was any life left for me at all it would be dependent on a couple of things obviously not drinking and I didn't know if that was possible for me on an ongoing basis but secondly that that I had to come to believe that there was a power greater than me now like a lot of us I was a bit leery about any kind of religious sort of notions. But step two doesn't mention religion. It doesn't even mention G-O-D. It just talks about power. And for me, because one of the things I was hearing from, from people was keep it simple, which is really important because I was a head case. I was an expert at complicating the hell out of anything. So keep it simple was really important. But I had to go and, and sit and quietly think, well, what is a power greater than me? And for me, it was this, what we're experiencing right now. Sobriety together, not me on my own. I had to join. <laughs> I had to become part of um, the human race and more specifically, this fellowship of men and women. So, a room full of sober alcoholics was an inspiration to me. It's where I draw my hope. Um, and it's, it's, it's a power greater than myself because 
up until that point in my life I was in the grip of the grape and it didn't matter on any given day if I didn't want to drink I was incapable of achieving that because remember it's a it's a disease it's an illness and it's a progressive one the longer you do it the worse it gets so at the end of my drinking before I got to, to hospital and to help um, I was a daily top-up drunk and that was not something I ever set out to achieve that's what happened there were many days before I got help uh, where I decided <laughs> that I wasn't going to drink today and I was incapable of doing that I was utterly gone completely and utterly powerless so I made IAA uh, my higher power and uh, so far that served me well a day at a time um, restore us to sanity I don't think I need to explain that in great detail it's very very simple for me um, the insanity was <laughs> it's interesting alcoholism I mean we're fairly intelligent people and yet our behaviour tells us, well, I must be stupid. I mean, you know, it's a bit like smashing your head against a brick wall and saying, my God, that hurts. But wait a minute. <laughs> if I think about this with my giant brain and then smash my head against it again, it won't hurt this time. Brilliant. It's scary, isn't it? It's so powerful. So I needed help. I needed, if I was to have any chance at all, to have any sort of life. It was going to be dependent on a power greater than myself and my allowing that power to direct my life. Because if I continued to direct my life with my will, um, well, I was only going to get the same results again. And I, I couldn't. I'd, I'd done that. It was over. So... Um, surrender um, but this is the this is the beginning of the journey and and the the process of of coming to terms really believing um, in this power greater than myself was a process that that went on for some time um, I thought at that time when I was in still in hospital and I was considering this issue, uh, I thought I had surrendered my will. Um, but what, I, what became apparent down the track, and I'll talk about this in a moment, was that at that time I was only on one knee. And this takes both, this, this surrender. And... Um, how that became apparent uh, was about 20 months into my recovery where I needed to move forward and, and moving forward as a recovering person for me means putting these steps in, into action in my life. Um, and I, I had a hiccup. <laughs> I, had a, I came across a stumbling block and... Uh, I don't need to talk about that in detail because it's, it's further on than step two. But the point is that um, I realised through a bust, I, I drank for one night um, and don't ever let me forget what that was like because it was 
to, to have you know a year and a half of relative sanity and then to go back into that madness within a few hours was was just horrific and it was then uh, the next day uh, and over the ensuing weeks that I I was brought to my other knee <laughs> and it was sorely needed and um, and I got on with with the rest of this program and I've been free ever since but the, what I'm trying to talk about here is the fact that this this coming to believe in a power greater than myself, you know, it's not about 80% or 95%, it's, it's, a, it's a coming to believe, really believe. And then going on from there, of course, we talk about, talk about putting the action in uh, that comes from that. But this power greater than myself... Um, directs my life today. I wouldn't have a life. I would have been dead years ago from, from my drinking if there wasn't a power greater than myself. Um, and, and it's interesting how everything becomes clear with hindsight because in all those lost years of madness and drinking in my alcoholism, um, when I look back on it now from a sane vantage point and I, and I remember some of the things I used to get up to, things that a lot of people do and don't survive. <coughs> and I, real, I understand now that this higher power of mine was always there, keeping me alive until I was finished doing it my way. And this higher power could start what I'm really here for. Start using me for its work in this world. With people, not separate from them. Um, what, a, what a wonderful gift this fellowship gives me. Not just the ability to stay sober today, but to recover from this debilitating illness to recover initially physically um, and over time mentally emotionally and spiritually to embark on the journey of becoming whole thank you thank you <laughs>